Aficionado! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Wire, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. That was pretty fun. I enjoyed that a lot. <clears throat> and uh, I did. I figured the suit would come up. It came up last time in November when you joined the show. So for this segment, I will wear the corduroy jacket, not the pants. And it looks good. <laughs> it looks good. Don't you tell me it doesn't look good, Goldie. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now we're going to get to perfectly, which is worse. All right, this game is usually which is better. But mm-hmm. because of one of the questions specifically that I wanted to ask, I, I just figured we would change it to which is worse because I need to know. Which is worse, the new Fanatics jerseys or the new Fanatics pants for players oh. right now? P- pants. <laughs> pants. 100%. Like that is a, it's just too visible. Too visible. Yeah. You, you've seen these, you've yeah. seen these photos, seen these screenshots, Brock? Yeah, I saw that of Cal in particular yeah. as he was telling some nice of his dad, dad jokes. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a lot of cuppage. You're going to see a lot of stains. You're going to see a, there can be a lot of issues if those things are as thin as they appeared on cow. I mean, at some point, do you just say, you know what? We have made a mistake. You have yeah. to. And you yeah. have time to correct it. You do have time. I don't know yeah. what the lead time is for something like this, but it seems like they could get it done if they wanted to. Well, I to. did see this morning that apparently uh, MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark said, we're on the phone with the requisite parties that are involved in making that decision because we aren't. We're trying to make sure our guys have what they need in fashion, and it's reflective of what being a major league ball player should be reflective of. I, I wouldn't. I would not be able to do my job properly if I knew that if I was yeah, in that. Yeah. I just. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And like what people don't understand, and there's been some comments, some quotes come out from different players and other organizations along these lines, is that basically every guy has their uni tailored in some form or fashion to fit them. And sure. it's more than just, I like my pant legs up to the knees or I like them down to the ankles. Like, it's more mm-hmm. than that. Yep. Like, you tell me Cal Raleigh doesn't It's like his corduroy jacket. Oh, my gosh. It is that just made me, me think of the see-through pants for Robbie Ray. Like, no, that can't happen. Well, <laughs> That's great. They're well, too maybe, tight. Jane, maybe Jane Salk saying, no, baby, let it happen. Oh, but the, po- it happen. <laughs> the point, the point okay, is next, before. next. Here uh, we go. Next. Corduroy. <laughs> next. All right. Which is worse, stuck in traffic or stuck on a tarmac? I think uh, this is easy. I'm, I'm gonna say traffic. I was. I, I'm leaving. Tarmac. You're on the plane. Yeah. You, there's you no. Know. There's no option. Yeah, and you know, it happened last week. Three hours. We had a little ice storm, snowstorm, and everything else. And you know, you got to do the DIC. You got to. You're stuck there, but you're at least on the plane. You're getting out. Traffic is just 405. is just miserable. The problem with the oh wait, this plane is which one. is uh, which is worse. Which so you're is worse. saying you're saying that traffic's worse for me. Uh, I see. I disagree. I like because that. if you zoom out, if you're on the plane, you have an itinerary. You have somewhere you need to be at a certain time, possibly another plane. Yes, thank you. Okay, and the the stress that eats away at your yeah. core this whole time, and you're you you know you're I sitting guess next if you to travel like, commercial. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, remember last time, as Brock is famous, who said in November when I was last year, when Brock told a story with no ending, and what, it was one? about oh, which time? It was which about one? flying, and which one? He made the point very clear that he was flying first class, oh, even no. though 
Flying First Class had zero to do with the actual story. Yeah, he does. That. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was really great. Yeah, the pl- you're, I, yeah. easy, which is because then it's also if you're for vacation. Now you're cutting in hours of your actual vacation yeah. time. No. no, no, you're right. Like traffic when you got an itinerary, you got to be a, a meeting and a, a business. No, you're right. Not a big deal. <laughs> sucks. It sucks. I Next. was in first class eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever get to talk to the pilot before you take off? Yeah, that's me fly the plane sometimes. <laughs> All right, which is worse, worse uh, botching the first pitch or botching the national anthem? I feel like you've probably seen both quite a bit. I think that I think botching the first pitch is more socially acceptable. Like yeah. if you're in the anthem, you're a performer. You are a you are a performer, and you are expected to deliver. Now, there are grades of success, but failure is not an option. Yeah, and you, failure and you, is you've not done, an option. You've done a sound check. Yes. Like, and you know what? You've done this countless times before. There's a level of excuse making built into a first pitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That e- unless it's just 50 cent. Have just either of you utterly ever thrown egregious. a first pitch? I, I have thrown a first pitch. Yeah? How'd it go? They made me throw left-handed. What? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. It was bad news, man. I can't. I, I can't even brush my teeth left-handed. Can you explain why they would. Was this with the Montgomery Biscuits? Uh, close. It was the first team I ever worked for. I was an intern. Shocking. Um, and all the interns they had throw out the first pitch. Like it was a Congo line of got interns. It, got it. And as we walked out there, they said you have to throw with your left hand. And so there it goes. Or what? Mm. Like <laughs> yeah. What, you're not going to pay me? (laughs) (laughs) What do you withhold from an intern? So, yeah, it didn't go well. didn't go well. Yeah. Brock, you? You ever done? I mean, most first first class flyers are noteworthy enough to be Oh, you remember my first pitch to Seth Smith? The great Was it to Seth Smith? Seth Smith. Oh. Yes. Did you hit the glove? Did you hear a crack of the glove when you threw nah, it? No, it was a little high. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't my best. It was, I'd say, very, very league average. Did you go from the mound or in front? Oh, the mound. Are you kidding me? You go from the mound. All right. Sheesh. I understand. Maybe we can get about? more to throw a first pitch Ooh. this year. Yep. You're going to have Matt Brash teach your slider with her long fingers, so I think if she I should remember, If I remember, wasn't Clayton's first pitch horrible? Didn't I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That was before my time here. Well, was it before? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I've, uh, the odd thing about the first pitch that I, mean, I didn't really experience this because I did a left-handed, so it didn't count because it was horrible. Mm-hmm. But throwing a baseball to a person with a glove when you are not wearing a glove is weird. Yeah, it's it's weird. an odd. It's an it's odd weird. feeling. Yeah, no I think that's a that's a minor built-in excuse for everybody. If you can oh, overcome point. that hurdle, point. your balance you know, is off. It's a whole weight it's thing. A, it's, it's it's comfort, it's uh, the word is equilibrium. There you go. All right, push. All right, which is worse, warm beer or flat beer? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you're not much of a beer drinker. I know that. You're not much of a it's beer. It's like, I, which is worse, I, iced tea with no ice or iced tea with no <laughs> lemon, you know? Are you a, remind me again, are you a nice iced tea guy up in the booth? No. No, because a lot of a lot of play-by-play guys are. I've come to realize really? that. Or, yes. Kevin iced Coop. tea? Oh, yeah, Chris Myers. For caffeine? What is the... Why I don't know. Tea? Kevin Kugler, a lot of them like iced tea. I don't know if it is the components of it, the caffeine in it. I don't know what it is, but a lot of play-by-play <laughs> guys. You are pretty easy. You are pretty basic. Yeah, it's very you don't ask you. for a lot. You don't ask for a lot <laughs> up in the booth. Cheeses and meats, please. We might need to defer to our beer expert here, Justin, yeah. which is worse. I'm going to go warm beer. That's the, okay. whole, the whole point of the koozie is to keep your hand warm and the beer cold. So if you, the beer's warm, I just like... <laughs> 
Skip it. I can drink a flat. I can smash a flat beer. You can't smash a warm beer. Do I even know? Do you even know more of the difference with a flat beer and a non-flat beer? Or do you? I mean, Goldie, you don't know. Like, you can recuse yourself from this. I don't even know if I would be able to tell the difference. I think you would. Yeah. Really? It, yeah. There's just, you know how you usually have a little foam on top? Like, uh-huh. There's just nothing. There's no nothing. carbonation anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. All right. It's like flat okay. soda, same thing. We got All one right. more? We got yeah, one which more? is worse, uh, MLB umps or NFL refs? Did I see? What did I see on Twitter last night? Who's the horrible ump in baseball? If you saw the thing that said C.B. Buckner's missed like a thousand yes, strike a calls or thousand something. thousand strike calls. A thousand. But my question is, what's league average, really? Uh, I'm going to say MLB <laughs> umps are worse because NFL umps, NFL referees get relegated. You're out. Like, they, they get graded every single year, and there's guys and gals that lose their jobs. If you're not good at it, you don't stick around. It's not like tenure as it is with these MLB guys that are horrendous. Horrendous. C.B. Buckner and Angel Hernandez that just miss. And you can look at their numbers now that they have them, right? They rate all these umps every game, run save, run scored for this team, advantage for that team. I mean, they're they're terrible, but they don't get relegated. Well, they also, and they're also exposed more because there is a component of their job, which is the central component for the yes. home plate umpire yes. that we can all see and they cannot. So, yes. Well, they and can it's see a hard it, job. I mean, it's, it's, a, a, it's a hard job. It is it, a brutally hard job. Hey, a quick nugget on that. I remember uh-huh. talking to Joe Girardi a number of years ago when he was managing the Phillies and Pitchcom had just come out. And I asked Joe if he thought that the umpires would ever want oh, to wear to a Pitchcom. Pitch coming. Yeah. And in, like Girardi question. is such a thinker. It didn't surprise me at all that he had already talked to umpires about this. He huh. said he had asked umpires if they would want a Pitchcom and the umpires generally said to him that they thought it would influence their call because they're looking for a slider low and away to a right-handed hitter, right? right? And then right. if that thing backed up on them, they wouldn't be able to see it as well. Huh. Yeah, so I, yeah. The, the whole thought, I, I don't think it's a good idea, but I thought the, the thinking or exercise if the umpire had a tell or something, they'd kind of start leaning one way. Yeah, something. like yeah. it's, it's kind of, wow. I thought that was, that whole thing was kind of interesting. That is a great question. Cerebral answer, that's good. Yeah, he's, he's a thinker. Well, that, that's a great question on your part. You ask great questions. Oh, that means so much to me, coming okay, from a man dressed like you. That is, uh, that is which is better. Uh, we're going to get to playing. Yeah, sorry, which, which is, worse. is worse. We're going to get to everything we need to know. Uh, I do want to get to Matt Chapman with you. I haven't pinged you on that sure. in 20 minutes. Certainly been a, a hot topic of conversation on this show. His name's been mentioned a bunch. But I, I just, before we get to need to know, I got to just call hogwash. You, you said it 30 minutes ago, and I'm just not buying it. I am just not buying something you said 30 minutes ago, and it will lead need to know. Oh, I got to get it here. off my chest. You guys think he's a host now. That's great. Next. <laughs> need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, first and foremost, you need to know your Mariners pretty well represented in MLB Network's top 100 players in the game. What I love is three of them, Goldie, were not ranked the year before. That's called development. That's called taking the next step. And if guys do that again this year, uh, this team could see some huge success. Cal Raleigh came in at number 93, George Kirby, 75, J.P. Crawford, 69. All those guys were not ranked the year before in 23. Luis Castillo, who our buddy Dan Zimborski said is the leading candidate for the Cy Young in the American League. He's at 54. And what about our gem with those beautiful emerald green eyes? Well, let's listen to Aaron Goldsmith's calls. Julio, number 10 on that list. Number 10. Another historic chapter for Julio Rodriguez. 
Edwards. Julio! And there's nothing he can't do on a baseball field. And Julio Rodriguez, the hit machine. He's just crushing everything. Four hits or more in four consecutive games. He ties the record. And it's good. He's kind of got a great name for you, too, huh? Julio. It was just, it's on a tee. Like it'd be it's hard. Very, it's very little for me to do, actually. It'd be hard for you to say something nice about Brock. Like, there's nothing you really do with that. Oh, look at the blur. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same. I mean, Julio is a total package, and the name's a big part of that. I know? can't put a pitcher. The only thing I kind of you know, you look at the list of guys, and obviously there's Judge and Soto and guys that have done it for longer resumes ahead of him. But a pitcher, Garrett Cole, you can't put a pitcher. You can't put a pitcher ahead of Julio who plays every single day, can you? I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, if it was like in peak the Grom, you know, I could maybe see it. But I, I, I know where you're coming from. I get every, an everyday guy. An yeah. everyday guy. Mm-hmm. Need that. Okay. I forgot to pay off my tees. Here we go next. Yeah, great job. Here's the second thing you need to know. Second thing you need to know, and I'm just calling hogwash. And I've sat mm-hmm. on it for a half hour, and I can't sit on it any longer. I'm sorry. Whoever was timing you in the 4640, that that was a slow thumb. That was not an accurate. (laughs) I know you. I've worked with you. Mm. To think that you at one point in your life ran a 4640, I'm not buying it. You you think it's faster? You think think it was a sub 46? Nope. I I mean, to be fair, it was 463. Let's... uh... So we had Let's a running we had a running back coach. We had to run in time forties. Time forties every Friday, the most humiliating time of my life <laughs> at the University of Washington. I hated it. I did cry on the stairs one day. This Russian pole vaulter was like, Are you okay? I'm like, I'm not. I'm not, because I just can't run faster. I'm doing everything I can. I'm not gonna take steroids. I'm not gonna do it, but hey! I'm not running faster. Rock! Thank you. Faster. And then I finally broke through a barrier. And you know why? His name was Slowhand LeVan. He was the running back coach. And if you were fortunate enough, and he was the one triggering the laser, he had a little slower hand than everybody else. So that, that's all I'm going to say. Slowhand LeVan, a part of your 4640. There's no question about it. Next. Here's the third thing you need to know. I'm not going to let you comment. We're getting a little, a little loose with the term need to know. Wow, that's just, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> 8 o'clock tonight, right here on Seattle Sports. The biggest game, not hyperbole, the biggest game for the Cougs in 15 years. 2008, the last time Washington State's men's basketball team was ranked 2008. Goldie, remind me, you said earlier, how many times has uh, Wazoo won the pack? They've never won the pack. Never won it. A win tonight, and they're in first place with four games left to play. Unbelievable. Nobody, and I mean nobody, saw it coming. And it is kudos to Kyle Smith. And Kyle Smith, when it comes to beating the Arizona Wildcats, well, he's done it in back-to-back meetings. Can he do it a third time? Here was the head coach speaking to the success he's had against the Cats. Hopefully got the little cheat code. It'll be it'll be a tough one there. I think they're number one in the country in scoring margin. They're a good basketball team. They they play well at home like most teams, and they, they really play fast. So we'll have our, our hands full trying to... Trying to slow them down, but if we can or whatever, we can contain them a little bit. Then we get, you know, our defense has been good. 
And if we can somehow get to that the way we defended them here and gives us gives ourselves a chance. Well, when they defended them in early January, Goldie, up there on the Palouse, they held them to 34% shooting. That's why they won. They were out-rebounding that game. They're going to be out-rebounded tonight. Arizona's bigger. They're faster. They're longer. They're stronger. They have all those different attributes. If you were to take an NBA scout, Goldie, and, and say to them, okay, you get your pick. Here's the starting five. <laughs> how many Cougs and how many Cats are you taking? Well... First, I want to say Kyle sounded really stressed out in that soundbite, didn't he? <laughs> like, he's, he sounded like he's feeling the pressure. I mean, that sounds like a guy's like, yeah, we're just going to go to Tucson and just give him hell. I mean, like, he, he that sounds like what a Kooks coach should sound like right there. Like, yeah, you know, nobody thinks we can do this, but we beat him before, so uh, maybe we can beat him again. How many Kooks, how many cats in the starting I five? mean, would there be would there be one there be one cougar? One kook, maybe? Would there? Like I don't know, it's Isaac Jones, Miles Rice. Maybe. Maybe one you of know? them. Like, An Idaho players? transfer, good a players? D2 transfer, a cancer survivor. Kyle Smith has done a remarkable job. That's everything you need to know. And I'm gonna give kudos to one other person because Pat Chung, the AD over there, time and again, Goldie, he just makes tremendous hires. His women's basketball coach Cammy is unbelievable. They've been to the tournament to the last two years. The previous 60 years, they've been to the tournament one time. Uh, what Kyle has done with this men's basketball team, I mean, just compare and contrast to the resources, to, you know, the attendance, to the NIL money with his buddy on the other side of the mountains. He's blown them away uh, when it comes to return on investment. Kyle's done an amazing job. And Jake Dickert on, on the football side was a tremendous hire who has stuck around, who's kept a lot of the kids there uh, also sticking around. So Pat Chung. Received, uh, received a little gold star right along with Kyle Smith tonight. Eight o'clock tip. That is going to be some uh, some must listen to, and you can hear it right here on Seattle Sports. Hey, over the course of two and a half hours, I feel, well, this is why I'm not a good radio host. I have not asked you once about the one name that is bouncing around. Mr. Morosi joined the afternoon show. He was asked about him. Our buddy Luke Arkins wrote an article about him. He is sitting there out on the streets for all of the conversation about Ty and JP and Julio and his pitching staff. There is one area of vulnerability on this Mariners roster. Should they do something about it? Would Aaron do something about it? I will ask him that. And he's got a ranking for the ages coming your way right on the other side. It is Goldie in for Salk today. It's Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Legitimately. I think 15 years of doing this radio have been fairly transparent. Just try to live my life out there like you did telling the stories about your third grade basketball team and what was the name of the little guy that screams the dunze are you guys oh, all give screaming some, give me some gavin marshall yeah gavin marshall. Fan. yeah i just i love all of that uh just try to be transparent and now i'm wearing a seersucker jacket um you saw the corduroy earlier and um my wife won't let me wear this on the air i bought this suit without her blessing and it's not like a vengeance it's not like she's angry you know she's just like you can't pull that off. Certainly with a shirt and tie, you just cannot pull that off. Looks like you're going to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an it's kind of an event. It's kind of an event little get up. So I ask you, Aaron Goldsmith, before we get to Matt Chapman, does your wife handle your wardrobe? Is it a split? Is it a conversation? How do we handle all the different suits and ties that you've got to wear on a daily basis? My wife is very fashionable. Uh -huh. uh, but she does not. She does not touch one thing. She's not bought me anything that I've ever worn on TV. Not oh, a, really? Not a jacket. Not a shirt. 
Okay. Yeah, she, she has no idea what size shirt. If, if you said go buy Aaron her short, like she has no idea what size shirt I wear. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, she's never bought me a tie, nor, nor do I demand right. or require that. Like sure, I, sure. I, I enjoy it enough to mm-hmm. figure it out, and I try not to overthink it. Mm-hmm. Some people might be thinking differently as they critique me, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine. Uh-huh. You don't battle colorblindness, though, right? Is Brock That's Brock's obstacle. Yeah. 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 Pretty badly colorblind. Pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> to the point that I've got all these shirts and ties through the years, right? You just kind of accumulate through the years. And, and there was a stretch there. It was kind of like one new suit a season. So I could kind of get to enough that now I got enough that I don't really need anymore. And I can rotate them through. And you would think after all these years, I could go into my closet and be like, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all because like, Molly lays them out for me. Every week, you know, she's a designer and she's got a great eye for this stuff. And she, so she lays it all out. And, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll try to do it. And I'll be like, oh, look, I'm going to put this out and I'll put it on the hanger. And she'll just hear a laugh. She will just chuckle like, oh, my gosh, that is crazy. You still can't tell blue and purple. Like, no chance. There's just absolutely no chance of that. You look like a character from White Lotus. Like, you worked at the hotel. Right now in the uh, Seersucker? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep, a little Seersucker. I'm also super excited about your ranked. Full transparency. Mora, you know, challenged every show at the end of the show with ranked. This one, because you're going to, and especially if you're going down to Arizona over the next month, you're going to want to stick around for ranked. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as we head down next week. Uh, two and a half hours, I've not asked you one time about the name Matt Chapman. John Morosi joined the show yesterday, Wyman and Bob, uh, cut number 14. Uh, those guys asked um, John about Matt Chapman, who is on the streets as spring training has begun all across baseball. He does not yet have a job. What did Mr. Morosi think about Chapman joining the Mariners? Here was his answer before Aaron. Chapman is clearly someone they like. They were in the same division as him for a long time. His market has not at all been what he and Boris expected. In my estimation, with with Chapman, the Giants are still there as a possibility. There's the connection to Bob Melvin going back to Oakland. That would be a good fit for Matt. But if if the price comes down far enough, and that's the big if, and it's impossible to know. I wish I had right now in front of me a stock ticker that told me exactly where the price was. I don't. Um, but that, to me, is is the piece that we're all wondering about is if it gets down to one year incentive-laden and then maybe the Mariners circle around. Because there's a lot, I think, for the Mariners to work through. But they, from what I can tell, they have a chance. Most would agree consensus, the most vulnerable position on the Mariners from a roster standpoint is third base. A Rojas, Urias, Platoon over there, just from a number standpoint, production standpoint, everything else would be an area of some deficit compared to many of the other positions on the team. Is a Matt Chapman for Aaron Goldsmith a guy that you would pursue and want to see in a Mariner uniform playing third base? If there was a one-year mega deal available, and Jerry and Justin were able to find the resources for that mm-hmm. for a year. There's something to be said about the level of intrigue there. I don't see, I don't see it when it comes to what Matt Chapman and Scott Boris want mm-hmm. eventually, which is right, which what? is a hundred plus million dollars, right? Whatever it is, five years plus. Uh, we saw Chapman last April, and he was legitimately the best hitter in baseball in mm-hmm. April. I mean, he was on 
everything. Was his April comparative to Julio's August? It wasn't quite no, that. No, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, it's a pretty short list of guys who had a single month like Julio had in August, but it was remarkable what Chapman was doing. And there was, you know, you look at Chapman in, from years prior. He had a hip issue. He really struggled getting to high fastballs. You could really expose him upstairs, which is something the Mariners had such a great skill set at from a pitching standpoint. And in April, man, like he was on it. Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't for the rest of the year. I mean, his numbers after, even though he had a good single month at some point in the in the summer, maybe it was July in that area, mm-hmm. his numbers after April in totality were not good at all. No, it was not like good a WRC all. plus in the 80s, I want to say. Yes. He is still a above average defender. He's not the Matt Chapman from Oakland that we remember. Who, By the way, I, I thought he's... He's one of the best single defensive players in his prime I have seen in person in Major League Baseball. There's, I, I almost have never described a baseball player as twitchy. He plays third base twitchy. Like, it's a freak show over there. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I mean, he just was so aggressive, had such a strong arm, had just seemed like limitless range. He just made every play. It so, felt like at that point he could play deeper because of that arm. Yes. Than just about any third baseman. I like I'm watching the games, like where, what, how? And you're like, oh my gosh, he can get to that. And then he can just throw lasers. Incredible. Four time gold glove winner. Incredible. A couple platinum gloves, too, I think. Is he not that guy still? He's not that guy still. Um, that doesn't mean he's not good. That doesn't mean he's not better than what most guys have. Most most teams have defensively at third base, but he is not that. So if you think $100 million or whatever it turns out to be, you're getting this premium defender. Mm. It's not as premium as it once was, and he's obviously getting older. Uh, I just don't see a long-term relationship there as a fit for the Mariners. Okay, uh, But you spelled out the question mark at third base. Could it get to a one-year deal? I mean, maybe, but there are other teams as well. Okay, let me frame it this way, in a, in a more simpler than BABIP uh, kind of way, or WRC+. Plus. Um, right now, most of these projections have the Mariners somewhere between 82, maybe at the floor, and 86.5 at the, at the ceiling. I think that's a pretty safe between all of the different you know computer models and Vegas numbers. Would you agree with, can we agree on that? Somewhere between 82 and 86 and a half is some of the numbers we're seeing, the majority of the numbers? Yeah, I think Fangraphs has them at 88, I believe. Which oh, do they really? I, I can see with, hmm. uh, with, no, pardon me, they don't. No. No, no. they have them. They have them at 86. Yeah, I, try, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, you did your research. <laughs> don't know what bad it is, but you did your research. Nailed it. Uh, I... I think that's fair. I mean, I yes. think eight, I mean, 88 could happen, 90 could happen, but if you said 86, I feel, I feel confident in that number. So if they're somewhere between 82 and 86 and a half, does Matt Chapman put them to 88, 89? Is he a guy because of that defense? And not even necessarily his skill set, Aaron, I guess because you know this roster so well. You know so many of the other components and all the other pieces of the puzzle. Right, so you you know how this could fit together because of JP next to him, and because of the lineup and where he would sit in, and he wouldn't be asked to hit anywhere between one and five or six. If he were to be in that mix in the defense, he still can play. Are you looking at a win or two or three better? Not if he hits like he did for the right. final five months of last year. Right, and he was in a pretty good lineup, right? Yes, in a pretty good ballpark. In a pretty good ballpark to hit. Right, in a division with, with pretty good ballparks to hit. So. Like I in, a, lo- I in, love- in a division, by the way, and I know it's not so divisional heavy with the scheduling now, 
But, I mean, that was a division where Baltimore didn't pitch particularly great. New York and the Yankees got totally battered in their arms. They didn't pitch particularly great. Boston didn't pitch particularly great. And he still hit it where he hit for the majority of the season. That's problematic. I I love Matt what Matt Chapman has done in his career. I love him in his prime as a player, and I still really enjoy watching him play. Yes. But I don't, I don't know as if him right now is a complete game changer. Now, mm-hmm. if it's like anything, man. If the finances can work out, right? Yep. If you yep. get them for something that you can afford that you think is a steal or a bargain, then all of a sudden you, you change your tune. But it's right. what do you, how much are you paying and what yeah, do you get? Yeah, we're not talking about having to trade. You're not talking about having to give up resources. You're not having to talk about give up your blue chips. You're not moving any of your arm. It's just cash. I mean, this is just straight money. However, as I say that, that's super easy for me to say. But they've got to have cash and powder for you. You want to go trade for somebody the deadline, and you want to take on some salary. Correct. You know, do you want to spend that now on Chapman? Correct. And not have not have that arrow in your quiver come mm-hmm. the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it also concerns me a little bit. And the, hey, Chapman's not the first guy to go through this, but it concerns me that in a walk year, he hit as poorly as he did. Correct. Right, like that. Correct. That's when that's when you see what Bellinger did, right? You yes. see guys who revive it, turn it around, and now their stock goes through the roof. Now, we saw it firsthand with Teoscar. Like, Teoscar didn't have a terrible year, but he mm-hmm. didn't have the year that you thought he would have mm-hmm. with free agency pending. Yep. So it's not like Chapman's an isolated incident here, but, you, mm-hmm. boy, you, you'd like to see a guy really, really put his foot on the gas pedal when he knows he's going to hit the open market, and that didn't happen for, for whatever reason. It wasn't yeah. for a lack of effort. Yep. It just didn't happen. Uh, last question for you before we do a little ranking here. You'll be down in a couple weeks. We will be down there next week. When you get down to Arizona, where will your eyes be? Everything we talk about with all of this roster and love the conversation today and dominating the zone and everything else, when Aaron Goldsmith get, does get down there and you call those nine or ten games and the engine's revving as the regular season is right around the corner, where will your eyes be? What will you want to see this spring? You know, there's not there's nothing that I'm like, man, I need to see what this guy looks like. I take spring training with a grain of salt. Okay. Jorge Polanco, I'm just going to choose a name. Jorge yeah. Polanco could hit 125 in the Cactus League play. And you know what? I will have no idea. <laughs> Luke Rayleigh could hit nine bombs. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I will have no idea. That is all fool's gold. It is all white noise. We have seen guys have the best camps imaginable, and they're DFA'd by mid-May. We have seen guys that you said, this guy looks like he is washed up and over the hill, and they've raked, right? Mm-hmm. So in this particular camp, I think it's kind of a boring camp, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of uh, competition points. It's really just like, oh, cool. That's what Polanco looks like in a uniform for the Mariners. Yeah. And, oh, look, at that's a, there's a Garver in a Mariners uni. Um, stay healthy. Get your ABs in. Get your innings in. And wait for the bell to ring. I would challenge that just in two little ways, though. I would challenge, I think, the bullpen. Not not Brash and Mooney and obviously Santos got to get healthy. But I think there's some, you know, because, because that's so intriguing, because that has been a gold mine, because that has been an area of development. That has been an area where there has been a Stecken rider and there has been a Seawald and there has been guys that have come out of nowhere. To me, and I remember sitting with Mora there last year watching Bryce Miller for the first time going, oh, goodness gracious, that just looks different. I mean, that fastball and that slider and that stuff just looks different. And I'll be kind of curious of the who looks and feels and sounds different on the bullpen end of things. You're right. Every year, 
It was one of my great baseball lessons. What you, no, no, no. What did you just say? How did you start? You that made one? an interesting point. <laughs> one of my great baseball lessons was when Paul Seawald pitched in Cactus League play for the Mariners for the first time, and I was like, "Well, I can talk about something else." <laughs> Here's this guy named Paul Seawald. <laughs> Looks like a Amazon delivery driver. Oh, he's just one of the bedrocks of this team for the next couple of years. Right. Uh, and just a beloved guy. Uh, yeah. So every year there is, there is that, that guy or two. I'll give you a name. Can I give you a name? Please give me a name. Yeah. All right. I'm Someone really, I'm really intrigued by this guy. Okay. Speaking of Paul Seawald, this was mm-hmm. the forgotten guy in the Paul Seawald deal. Let me throw a little Ryan bliss your way. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know. She got oh, yeah. ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eye. I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. That, that Ryan Bliss? That, yes, that was yeah. actually. Did we, did we have that cut? Is that what happened right there? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he sang that song from yes, Marriott Social. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, Bliss, former second round pick, was mm-hmm. an Auburn guy. Listen, mm-hmm. the D back signed War him. War Eagle. You say War, War Eagle. That's right, War Eagle. War roll, Eagle. Roll tied. The D no, no, no. War Eagle. I know. D back signed him. For a million and a quarter out of college. Okay? okay. So this was a guy. He was at T-Mobile Park last year for the Futures game. Just know you cut it into ranked. Okay. So just, okay. You know, just know that. That's like the 55 bags last year. Had some sneaky pop over 20 home runs. Yep. Like a line-to-line guy. Second base shortstop. Like if yep. we see Ryan Bliss in a Mariners uniform this year, it will not surprise me. Finished last year in Tacoma. I'm intrigued by the mm. future of Ryan Bliss. Mm. Just I'm so the lady favorite. in the second row. She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a ten. I know. She got the pretty love wrist from her blue eyes. And I'm about to kiss my heart goodbye. <laughs> pretty good. Was that Brock? <laughs> I mean, who's you like better? Be honest. Who's is better? She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a ten. I know. She got ruby red lips, long hair, blue eyes. I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. We rank. <laughs> We rank. Oh, was that the push? Push, push. push. We rank. We were doing so well. Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmforce House. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salk. Top 10 list. I'm not buying it. Rank it. Rank it. Bliss or Brock. Rank it. Bliss or Brock. Text toy. Rank it. Bliss or Brock. I mean, Rank you, it, Aaron. You, you you were clapping, which added some. Thank you. Added a heartbeat to it. Oh, I got to true. say. Do and you, really you also had you... a seersucker suit on. Yeah, the seersucker suit really puts you in like main character syndrome. <laughs> right. Okay. Aaron is so kind, and he's been so Thank gracious you. every time he mm. steps in and fills in for Sulky, and I love it. And I know the text toy does too. I'm not even looking at it, but I know they love it. And you've done some amazing rankings, your home run calls through the years, some different stories, stadium soundtracks, lots of good stuff you've ranked. Today, you are going to rank for me, Maura, Justin, Salk, the crew, the quartet that's heading down to Peoria, plus anybody listening right now. And there will be people listening right now that are going down to spring training. You're cutting into rank. Give me the five best must-see spots for Aaron Goldsmith at spring training. Number five. Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody's been to Peoria, they know every commercial chain anything is in Peoria, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it is just you just drive down Central Street of yep. Chain City, USA. Yep. I have always wanted to go in the Bass Pro Shop, and I have not. As you a, weren't the guy that jumped into the aquarium. I thought you were no. As a guy, as a native son of Missouri. You would think that, like, I'd have a membership card there. Uh-huh. All right. Bryce Pro Shop is not my number five, but I oh, had. It's like, not. I know oh, I couldn't resist. Nice. That was good. Jeez. All right. 
Here's the thing. People want to know all the time about protocol, like best practices at spring training. Mm -hmm. So this sounds obvious for those of us who've been there before, but let me break it down for people who haven't been there because I hope you do go. And this is a warm and fuzzy for number five. It's going to the backfields at nine in the morning and being this close up to the chain link fence between you and your baseball heroes. Like, it is the greatest. Mm. And I guarantee you, you'll also run into Riz. He will be there as well. He's a man of the people. All right. But that's number five. You go to all the different fields. You see all the guys from the Ryan Blisses to the Julios. You get the autographs. You take the pictures. And Tucker. And Tucker. Tucker the Mm. dog is there. I mean, Mm. what else is there? Mm. It's it's baseball heaven. The guys are so loose. They're so easy going. So number five is get to the backfield. It's 9 a.m. It's free. Just go watch some baseball. Go watch some guys kill some grass. It's a ton of fun. Is it baseball heaven? No, it's Iowa. Okay, that's number five. Number four. Okay, if I had to give you one road ballpark to go to, you're looking at the schedule and you're saying, all right, where should I go, right? There's a lot of good ones outside of Peoria. The one that to me gives me like the most Arizona spring training good vibes Mm. is Salt River Fields. Ooh. It's the home of the D-backs Ooh. and the Rockies. It's just a beautiful ballpark. Talking stick, Talking stick yeah. Wow. Gorgeous ballpark. You're kinda in yuppie. Scottsdale, kinda so you got plenty of, of post-game eats around you. Kind of uh, yuppie. It's, it's a little bougie. <laughs> it's a little bougie. Uh, uh, Runner-up, by the way, would be the Giants ballpark Yeah, in I thought you were honestly going to say that because so, that would have been my answer. So Giants Love ballpark it. is probably my favorite vibe, but yep. it's just in Old Town, Old Town Scottsdale. Yep. Uh, it's a little more congested, it right? Is. It's Tight. like it can be a little bit of a zoo, but yep. the baseball vibe there is a 10 out of a 10. It does beat so good. Salt River Field. So either Gosh, one of those. So good. Yeah, it's great. Okay, number That's three. Um, I need I need meat in my life. I need red meat. You're a meat eater. I'm a meat eater. You're a freaking meat eater, okay. like Ray Roberts says. You're a meat eater. Just <clears throat> now with salt <laughs> dripping in fat. When you're in Peoria, if you've been burnt out on the P.F. Chang's and the Cheesecake Factories and the Buca de Beppo, right? <laughs> and you want you want an original restaurant. The best original restaurant in Peoria. In the OG, Peoria. The OG is Arrowhead Grill. Now you have two you have two options here. You can go like spendy. You want to pull out the plastic and sit in the main part of the restaurant. And it's it's not going to be cheap. It's going to be nice though. And it's going to be really good and you'll probably sit near a big leaguer. It's mm. somewhere in the restaurant. Mm. Good. Like it's Big League mm. Central, okay? okay? Alex Mayer at Alex Mayer 34 of Mariners Baseball Info took his parents and or grandparents there a year or two ago and sat like next to Jacob deGrom. So it's the Grom good. Okay? What are you ordering? Well, so here's my here's my next part. Okay. okay. If you want to be a little more cash, okay, a little a little less seersucker, right? A little more man of the people. Happy hour on the patio or in the bar area. Fraction of the price. Food is just as good. Might I suggest the I'm partial to the name because of my initials, the AG burger, which is a burger with shaved prime rib on top. What? Fried onion strings and what? horseradish sauce. Oh, yeah. What? Dripping down my hands. Never thought of steak as a garnish. It's, it's I, incredible. I know Justin, that this place Justin. is right by the Charlie Sports Grill, so I've, I've driven by it. It's on the Union Hills. Justin. Yep. Justin, book it. Maura, book it. I'm so saving good. it. I saved my match. For a happy hour. Sounds we are good. doing yeah. a happy hour there. It gets busy early. All right. This isn't going to help. Okay. With this type of notoriety, the well, reach of this show. Don't most yep. restaurants in Arizona get the early crowd? Oh, yeah. It's, it's 
You're in bed by it's, seven. It is a retirement. That's what you do. It's okay. no Cracker Barrel, but we'll, I'll go. Okay. This is, you, by the way, you're killing it. Oh, really? The show is so good that today. Means, I mean, so appreciate you, but this. Mm. So much this is like the, the shaved prime rib radish right now. Oh, oh, I forgot. Number two. It's not, no, 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 no. Oh, oh. Arrowhead Grill. It's not always on the menu. Ask for the rib bones. If you've ever roasted your own prime rib, you know that when you carve the meat off the bone, you're left with a rack of prime ribs, right? Well, they cook so much prime rib that they have all these racks of ribs and they cut them into individual ribs, oh they salt them, they roast oh them again, they serve it with horseradish, ask for a steak knife, oh. and just shave it off. Yep. It's oh unctuous and delicious. Oh, oh my gosh. Fantastic. Can we Rib just bone. end the show right Rib here? Bone. Should that have been one? What number was that? That, that should was three. have been one. Oh, three. Wow. Yeah. What are you going to do now? The 360 wants to know if you have a cardiologist recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> good. Hey, good. The restaurant's not even in my state. Good okay? luck on number two and one. Did just really that. like that Leo's Island barbecue. Is it Jeez. worth it at, at all? Oh, yeah. No, Leo's is good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're there for a month, I would go to Leo's. Okay. If you're there for three days, I don't know. I would just get a ton of rib bones. Got it. All right. Number two. I have two weaknesses. One is beef, and the other is ice cream. Mm. Okay. Now, this is not in Peoria. It dovetails with my number one. Okay. But you want great ice cream. Mm-hmm. You go to Churn Ice Cream. Okay. It's a little hole-in-the-wall ice cream joint. There's plenty mm. of food around it. I will get mm. to my number one, which is nearby. Mm. Churn Ice Cream. I always tell Gary, don't let me order two scoops. I always order two scoops, and I can't drive <laughs> oh. home. It's wow. it just it's just you want great you so need ice cream. It's sunny. Flavor? You know, I, I'm a big coconut guy, and if that's a controversial <laughs> flavor. <laughs> see? I know. Well Brock has I a like palate. Number one. He's a palate of a nine year old. Coconut toast, suit right now. Toasted, Brock, let's toasted yep. coconut is my, my favorite. All right, <laughs> okay. number one. Number one. My favorite restaurant in America. Pizzeria Bianco. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. don't yeah. be fooled. There are two locations. There is the original. It is much smaller. It's near downtown Phoenix. It's got a brick facade. Yeah. Don't go there. It's overrun. You'll literally wait three hours. Go to the one in the town and country shopping center, which I know you're like, a shopping center? Was there a dollar store next door? No. It's a nice shopping center. Okay. <laughs> Outdoor seating. I order the Sunny Boy. You cannot go wrong with any of the pizzas. There's a Netflix docs, which I do not appreciate, all about yeah. Pizzeria Bianca. Chef show. Your yeah. Chef's table. Like, it, it made them blow up even more. But pizza, <laughs> I go there probably once every three days. Goldie, you're the best. Bianco. Best well pizza. Done. Best pizza well there done. is. That is. Get the mozzarella. Best ranked ever. Appreciate you, Goldie. Wow, Greatest ranked ever. There will never be another rank like it. I'm never. so hungry. <laughs> never. There we go. The haze in the barn. Thank you. Maura, Justin, absolute stars behind the scenes. Goldie, it is a blast every time you come in, especially with baseball right on the horizon. Let's do Can't it. wait to talk to you over the course of the year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody listening as well. And come down to spring training. Come hang out with us. We'll go get some churn ice cream and some pizza Bianco in those ribs. But for this day, the hay, Mr. Goldsmith is in the? It's in the barn. See ya. Get to the chopper!